0: My girlfriend sees this bill. Phone bill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking screwed, so thanks guys. <laughs> uh I'll let her send you the email. <laughs> Bye. I'm fucked. I'm so fucked.
1: This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamAndEve.com.
2: Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up, there, Wackerly? Uh, See that you made it back to San Francisco safe and sound. Yep. Where were you? Southern Cal? All over Southern Cal. Were you there for the Comic-Con convention in San Diego? No, I wasn't Diego? that far south. Oh, okay. That's so, in
3: San Diego. I was in like the Mojave Desert <laughs> in western LA. Visiting prisons, changing light no, bulbs. No, community
2: colleges. <laughs> Testicle inspections. Community college. Boop, 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 boop. Community colleges in the Mojave Desert.
3: And in, in like I said, southwestern LA and Santa Monica. I went to three.
2: Dude, Comic-Con would have been so much cooler than that. Well, I was working. I
3: wasn't wasn't for pleasure. I wasn't oh, okay. trolling
2: for community college <laughs> ass. You know, I'm a little bummed because uh, Sleazy E and myself were supposed to go to Comic-Con this past weekend.
3: Yeah, what happened? I was waiting eagerly to hear all the great stories because apparently this Comic-Con totally went off.
2: Have you ever been to Comic-Con before? No,
3: but I'd, I'd like to, but... Not really, <laughs> but
2: then this year, but the was, nerd inside of you is like, go, please go,
3: because there's lots of hot chicks that dress up as like video game characters and stuff, kind of sluttily.
2: Dude, I was looking at some of the pictures that people post on the forum. It's like, God, did your your video game fantasies just come true there? But this
3: is the first year when all the Hollywood elite ended up showing up because of how you know now almost every movie is either a comic book crossover or even a video game crossover.
2: Yeah, you know, I've read that uh, uh, Johnny Depp was even there. And then that Cameron Diaz was there. Megan uh, Fox, I Megan think, even Fox showed up. Megan Fox was there. Uh, yeah, that, there's, there's reason for me to be there.
3: What's his name? What's the Lord of the Rings guy, the director? Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson was there. Well, what's the uh, Terminator director guy? James Cameron was there.
2: Yeah, see, all of uh, the A-listers were all there. Yeah,
3: they're they're glomming on to the nerd, nerddom.
2: But, you know, it was sold out. But it, as it turned out, Sleazy has a good friend who uh, runs this company called Gamago, and I guess he has a booth there. Uh, and so he said that uh, he could probably... What does Gamago do? <laughs> Gamago's like, uh, it's kind of like Make this Japanimation yeah, toys, toys and, and uh, T-shirts and hoodies. Good for that. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, he was like, you know, I could probably just sneak in my laminates. You guys could just come in and check it out. And laminates. the reason we wanted to be there was <laughs> Mighty Boosh. The first time Mighty Boosh was in the Another country. Another couple
3: of famous people who who were there.
2: Yeah. I you mean, knew about it before. Dude, I couldn't then. care less about Johnny Depp. Maybe Megan Fox. But uh, dude, Noel Fielding, Julian Barrett, both you there. You would have
3: whizzed yourself if you saw Megan Fox.
2: Yeah, I don't even know. It would have <laughs> been, been premature ejaculation in like point two five seconds. Uh-huh. And then I would admit that's like, pretty common. <laughs> Excuse me. That's gotta, common go enough to to
3: the at the nerdy uh, Comic Con that they have like a spare pants booth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just go over and you're like, I need another well, pair of pants, please. What
2: size? <laughs> Do you see how many chicks were dressed up as Natalie Portman? From uh, Star Wars, there's like all these hot chicks like wearing next to nothing. They're like yeah, that's sixteen, saying. yeah, seventeen.
3: So I've never been to that, and I've never been to what's the other one? The E3. It used to be cool, and then it toned down, and now it's cool
2: again. Well, you know, I've never even been to the uh, the one they have up here. What's the the Ape? WonderCon? No, oh, the WonderCon.
3: Con. Yeah, I'd like and to that's go like to what Ape. like
2: six blocks away. I'm, I won't even walk over there. So it's like you know a drive a nine hour drive to San Diego. Yeah, is a bit reaching. We should go to Ape
3: though. What well, what is Ape? Ape is the alternative press expo. I've actually
2: heard that that's actually yeah. a good time.
3: Well, and it's like a bunch of, you know, like underground type, not really
2: well-established stuff. So I think maybe we would kind of sort yeah, of but fit wackily,
3: in maybe kind of be famous
2: there, but, but probably not. Wackily, Megan Fox isn't going to be at Ape. No. And neither is the Mighty no. Boosh.
3: There might be a monkey dressed up like Megan Fox.
2: Well, Mighty Boosh did a whole like... Um a forum kind of thing there. Like, they uh, answered questions from people. Oh, God. And uh, it's all on YouTube. You can see all seven parts. It's actually quite funny. You know, we m- maybe we'll even post it on the main page. It's on YouTube? Yeah, the seven parts of their... Oh, um, awesome. I'm going to be <clears> watching that. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, maybe we'll post the first one over there. But I guess they did a uh, show last night at the Roxy, which I missed as well. If it had been on the weekend, I might have been able to make it, but you can't go down to L.A. in the middle of the week. No. No. So, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Unless you're working, which is what I did. Yeah, I know, you, you should have gone to the Roxy, had you known about it, I should have told you. Yeah, getting my
3: girlfriend to go to see Mighty Boosh is, um, I'd be more likely to get her to go to a
2: Klan rally, <laughs> doesn't like British humor. Dude, that's not a good sign. No. That's, a, that's like a red flag. Yeah. So instead, I was kind of bumped not end up making it to San Diego, went out Friday night, and I just got, I want to say inexcusably drunk. Well, what's your excuse? <laughs> There's no excuse for how drunk I got on Friday night. And None. No, it was it was embarrassing. I mean, it, we went to this party. I got just really drunk. You're
3: even going to attempt a, a, a thin excuse.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't even. I can't even fathom an excuse. I don't even want to like throw an excuse out there because I'm embarrassed by it. I was I was shamed by how drunk I got on Friday night.
3: Shamed by the alcohol, the demon alcohol, as Ozzy
2: Osbourne once put it. When you physically injure yourself from drinking. Hmm. You should, like, take a little break for a little Externally, while. Externally, you mean. Externally. You know, okay, so <laughs> External what External
3: physical damage.
2: I went, I went to a party on Friday night, and it was one of those parties where you pay it covered, but free alcohol. Nice. And so, yeah, we ended up uh, you know, drinking prodigious amounts of liquor. So my and, excuse
3: would be I was trying to get my money's worth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it was only 20 bucks to get in. You know, right. I got to drink at least, what? Like $40 uh, yeah, worth $40 of booze. Yeah, $40 worth of booze. You know, two times as much. So anyways, it got to the point where I was... So intoxicated, I felt like I was going to puke. excused myself. Went over to the bathroom, and there's a line of like I don't know, twenty people, mm-hmm. all female, in line to use the bathroom. Oh, like,
3: unisex bathroom.
2: Yeah, that's and, not good, dude. It's just not fair no. because women take two, you know, twice as long as a guy.
3: They've got those tight pants off. It takes them about fifteen minutes just to get them on, and then At fifteen minutes to get them back. Or get them off, then fifteen minutes to get them back on, and then they they got to daub
2: their piss holes with toilet paper, and it takes a long time to do that. You know, reapply their makeup and whip their shit out and just piss. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go outside and pee. So I stumbled down the stairs. I was in the in an alley, like, uh, south of Market, like, in the Mission. Yeah, nice area. Like, yeah, <laughs> which isn't the best area to be in. And so I'm kind of standing there, like, kind of in this corner where a, a many other sundry other people had been pissing already. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of standing there sort of teetering, and next thing you know, my leg just gave out, and I just fell. in my urine and the urine of so many other people.
3: Mostly probably other people's urine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> probably. But it, like, puddled up, so, like, the, my whole ass was wet. Like, my <laughs> pants were soaked. And at that point, did I you kept,
3: have light colored pants on, or
2: were you wearing nah, your normal I always black? Wore my jeans. normal black, but it, I mean, I was oh, soaked. And I stood up thinking, well, you can't tell, but then again, I am soaked in people's urine. You
3: can tell. Yeah, <laughs> it's <That's laughs> the more important part, and you're going to get a diaper rash if you Dude, stay in those wet pants. If
2: you're at a party and you piss yourself or you shit yourself, it's time to go home. Right, and it probably smells. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm so sure people it did. Could, other people could probably tell.
2: Yeah, so I was like, I stood up and I was like, just completely, just shocked that that even happened. I was like, I'm going home. So I stumbled all the way home. Did you do the silent bolt? You didn't silent, tell anybody? I didn't say goodbye to anybody. It, bite anybody. No text. I didn't even answer any of the texts that people were oh, sending people, That's even worse. Yeah, they were like, where are you? Where'd you go? And I was just like, I'm going home. Let them I, just
3: believe that you were murdered. That's you know, better. it didn't
2: even matter. I was, like, I, was, I was kind of ashamed, but at that point I was too drunk to really feel shame. Mm-hmm. So all I really wanted to do was get my urine soaked clothing off of me and then just go to bed.
3: Were you in a shame
2: spiral? I was in a shed at the beginning. Right. I was beginning my spiral. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I ended up coming home, and I don't even know. Usually when I'm that drunk, I just pass out. Mm-hmm. But I guess I did realize that my you know, clothing was sodden with urine. It's hard to forget that. It's hard to forget that. So I was like, you know what? I got to take this off, take a shower. And so I'm in there trying to get my pants off and brush my teeth at the same time, you know, <laughs> take out a contact lens. I drop my toothbrush, reach down to pick it up, stand up, and smack my head. I'm like, the open bathroom cabinet door.
3: <laughs> That's horrible, but I, I have to ask before we get into that. Were you going to put the pube-covered toothbrush back in your mouth? Were you that <laughs> drunk? Because yes, yes, ba- I would I've have. Because I've seen your bathroom floor.
2: Dude, it would have been covered in my curlies. <laughs> and I w- wouldn't have even realized you until You would have up morning. the next day. Oh, I ate some chicken. <laughs> 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 Those are my pubes. Gross. And so, you know, when you're drunk and you injure yourself like that, I thought it was just like a little scrape just kind of looked at it. I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Yeah. Put like some, uh, I think I put a little Band-Aid on it. Passed out. Woke up the next morning, face just covered in blood. It's a gusher. It was a gusher. So now, you know, I had to go to work Monday morning and everyone's looking at me like, whoa, dude, who kicked your ass? Uh-huh. I was like, uh, you know, I was thinking about making up a story that a bunch of Mexicans tried to jump <laughs> me, but I was just like the bathroom cabinet door.
3: Well, the demon alcohol, really. It was the demon alcohol. <laughs> so they ta- ta- the demon alcohol and the bathroom door tag-teamed your ass.
2: Uh, dude, it was so embarrassing. So Saturday, the whole day, I just lay in bed, just wallowing in my shame and self-pity. It's still in the spiral. It's still in the spiral. And uh, I actually found a, uh, a fascinating show that uh, someone gave me a bunch of episodes of. It's called Obsessed. It's on uh, A&E.
3: I've seen parts of it. So you found some, something to watch where people were more pathetic than you.
2: <laughs> yes. And That's that, that was way, the best thing. It's it was, a good cure. Oh, You know what? After watching this show, I was like, God, this is a curative for my pain. Because I, like, I was watching this and I was thinking, I'm not even like a fraction as fucked up as these people. Yeah, I just fell on my own piss <laughs> and then <laughs> smashed my head open. I fell in my own urine, yeah. smashed my head open. But look at this guy. Yeah. I mean, he's afraid of Kleenex. Yeah. You should be a therapist. You know, when I people come in, should. just be like,
3: you need to watch this. <laughs> You're not that fucked up.
2: Dude, the show is great, though. I mean, if you want to feel better about yourself, watch Obsessed on A&E. It's on Mondays I, at 10 Eastern. I think it's a spinoff
3: of that Intervention show, which I used to enjoy getting really drunk and watching that. Is that the same the,
2: reason? It, wait, is that the show where uh, uh, family members? They, there's one person who's fucked up, on, or you know, uh, uh, that's uh, addicted to some type of Something. drug, meth, or I saw. There's one girl named Allison uh-huh. that was addicted to the um, huffing spray, like cans of uh, aerosol. They
3: basically ran the gamut of every addictive, or not even, maybe not because sometimes people say like alcohol is technically not addictive, like heroin, but whatever, you can get hooked on it. They they ran the gamut of all the drugs, and I think they even started to branch out into like oh. OCD type stuff, and then they said, hey, wait, we need a, a show separately about, you know, OCD, obsession.
2: Because, yeah, it's completely different. But no, the, you know, I haven't even watched, I watched that one intervention episode with that Allison chick who's kind of hot, but yet she just keeps huffing aerosol, which mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a trait I'm not too attracted to in a woman. <laughs> but uh, this obsession show, Obsessed, will seriously make you feel better. And, and plus it's, it's, I mean, it's not supposed to be a comedy, but God, I found myself laughing for like throughout. The episode.
3: Yeah, I always think A&E and a bunch of those cable channels do this, where it's completely an earnest show, yet... I, I gotta believe that somebody in the programming department knows that most people are watching it to laugh their asses off at it, or or to feel better than the people and comment about. How at least the it.
2: people who are selecting, you know, the the case studies here.
3: Right. They do it for entertainment value, not for like, oh, this is a very touching subject, and this this uh, you know this person was the most this is a empathetic subject. Yeah. No, they do it because like this person's really fucked up. People are gonna eat this shit up.
2: Dude, there is a woman on the show that was so obsessed with cleanliness and I've fear of germs contamination she was deathly afraid of taking a bowel movement that's the one that i saw like the good parts of uh, gotta, yeah, yeah she so she would she had this ritual so she was explain if, it for the audience because the okay, so, so it's so what, amazing oh dude it, it's completely amazing and hilarious at the same time so what this woman would do is she was afraid of moving her bowels so she would avoid fibrous food Mm-hmm. And uh, she would only eat, like, meat, raw meat, and stuff like that that wouldn't make, you know... Liquids, liquid, non-fibers. Stuff like that. So she
3: some liquids even have fiber, but, like, non-fibers. Like, yeah, not, you know,
2: so she would never eat a carrot or an apple. Or a bran muffin. Or a bran muffin. Definitely no, no bran. <laughs> you know, no Kellogg's uh, products here. <laughs> Which so, is
3: actually horrible for your rectal tract. I mean... Yeah, Fiber, like, sort of keeps everything solid and together and keeps you from straining too hard. But it I mean, pales you know in comparison what
2: she physically did to her rectal <laughs> tract. So, about one it. of her things was so, when she finally did have to move her bowels, she was like completely paranoid and had anxiety. She would smoke like a pack of cigarettes, and finally, like, she would, you know, summon up enough nerve to go in the bathroom, mm-hmm. move her bowels. And she would do it, and then afterwards, she'd have to take a three hour shower <sighs> where she would jam a toothbrush deep inside her colon and scrub her anus (laughs) till it bled.
3: (laughs) The thing I remember that that was the funniest part is they kind of build up to that where she's putting, she gets the tooth and she's like, then I use this toothbrush and you're like, Wow, you scrub, you know, the outside of your sphincter with a toothbrush? That's pretty weird. But yeah, and then they go, and then she's talking <laughs> about... the outside. And they're filming this, like, not directly, but, like, through the little, like, over the top of the curtain. So you can't see her, but you hear her talking and hear the noise and you hear the water spraying down. And she's narrating as she's shoving the toothbrush, like, six inches <laughs> into her fucking colon.
2: Well, she said she used to use her finger, but her finger doesn't go deep enough. <laughs> so she had to switch to the toothbrush. You know, I hope she kept that toothbrush away from, like, the regular toothbrushes, like maybe <laughs> hidden away, like her, you know, anal cleansing kit. We can only hope that we she We can does. only imagine. But, you know, so that woman was obviously one of the severe cases. But there was this, this other lady who... um was, was, a, was afraid of, uh, of driving on the freeway. So she would never take the freeway. And the reason she was afraid of driving on the freeway is because her father was involved in this like uh, major car accident a couple of years ago, and he died and uh-huh. he got hit okay, by a bus. Yeah. And
3: so she would... I can see how that'd be
2: traumatic. So she had uh, just, I don't know, a whole assortment of OCDs. But one of them in particular that uh, she's quite embarrassed about is she kept in a box the... Blood-splattered clothing that her father wore during the accident is, like, shredded, (laughs) and she would wear the clothing around the house while she cleaned. And she was worried her kids would walk in and see her covered in, like, this blood-tattered clothing.
3: Which is a reasonable thing to be worried about. (laughs) So, I mean, OCD isn't the, the fact that you have a phobia. It's the way that you deal with the phobia that's so fucked up.
2: Well, the, the, so that's kind of – so at first, you know, I was watching this. I was like, God, these people are, are so much worse than me. This is making me feel so much better until I got to this woman that would wear the bloodstained, tattered clothing. Because you do that? Well, no. I don't share <laughs> in that phobia, but I do share some of her other ones. Like uh, one of her things is she'd constantly check her clock to make sure that the alarm was set properly. Right. She would constantly check her doorknobs to make sure they're locked when she left the house. She'd have to go back into her house to check to see if the oven's turned off, or if there's a candle lit, or if there's a cigarette in the ashtray. Okay. You know, everybody I, I has do that, that all
3: the time. Everybody has that a little bit. Like once in a while you, you leave and you're thinking about seven different things and then you get to the bottom of the stairs of your apartment and you're like, Did I fucking lock the door? And you run back up. But it's it's the love. it's the degree. So does she check her door like I guess twice a day? 11 times a day, you know, 20 times a day.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, before I go to sleep at night, I'll check my alarm maybe two or three times. This woman would check her alarm 400 times. Like, she'd get up at, like, 4 in the morning just to check her alarm. And then she'd know that she shouldn't be checking her alarm, but she'd have to do it anyway. Right. She would get into her car, drive, like, you know, a few miles away, have to go home. To make sure that the oven was turned off. Oh, my God. So, so I don't... So can you my, imagine
3: being in a relationship with one of these people?
2: Oh, dude, that would, that would end <laughs> I mean, the relationship I mean, romantic
3: me. or otherwise, or friendship or business relationship, anything. It'd just be like, I can't deal with you. I don't even see you. how
2: you can employ someone like that.
3: I, I think they hide it. They have ways of hide Because they realize that they're fucked up, so they have... You know, they know they're doing it, but then they
2: also have ways of hiding well, it. Well, that, that's the thing is, like, they, they understand that these behaviors aren't healthy, So obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD, just to clear it up here. It's a mental disorder characterized by intrusive thoughts that produce anxiety, by repetitive behaviors aimed at reducing anxiety, or by combinations of such thoughts, obsessions, and behaviors, compulsions.
4: Uh
3: Uh-huh. So uh, the thing That's the way you deal—okay, you're obsessed, and then you have a compulsion to deal to, with to the deal with, thats the
2: ritualistic behavior. To right. deal with the, uh, the anxiety. Action. Sure. So the symptoms can be alienating, time-consuming. They can cause severe emotional, economic loss. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of people probably get their lose their jobs. Oh, there's one guy in the show obsessed is this uh, this gay guy, total muscle Mary, uh, <laughs> who was just obsessed with like germs and contamination. He couldn't even be in a regular relationship. Uh huh. It's like I mean, dude, seriously, how could you have anal sex if you're that scared of germs?
3: Well, they're not. These obsessions never seem to be really rational. They're like just kind of their conception of where germs are when in reality you could point out to them that like, you know, not sh- touching doorknobs is it, Doorknobs aren't the biggest source of germs getting into your body. You know, they're airborne germs or
2: something. And they,
3: or, or like, like but this, that's,
2: that. that's not going to cure this person,
3: but here's a better example. So this, you said this woman who's worried about like the inside of her body being cleaned out, but she smokes an entire pack of cigarettes. It's like, You know, your asshole's pretty pretty clean, but your lungs are fucking filthy filthy. with tar.
2: (laughs) Maybe you should stop doing that. Well, so, uh, exactly. Just wipe your ass like a normal person. (laughs) People that have OCD may appear paranoid or come across to others as psychotic, but OCD sufferers often recognize their thoughts and subsequent actions as irrational. And I mean that that makes them, you know, even feel even further stressed because th- they, so they know hide, what they're they hide, doing, they
3: try and hide it even more and get more weird. And,
2: and just the anxiety builds and become like a recluse. So believe it or not, OCD is the fourth most common mental disorder.
3: I think my mom had a, I mean my mom was one of those clean freaks. And people even today will go back to my parents place and say like, "Wow, your house is really clean." I mean, it's clean to like a very like there's never I've never ever ever Seen a pube on any of my mom's bathroom floors, so, even okay. when I lived there and was full of pubes and was emitting pubes all over the place. Somehow she would come in and clean the and entire place. My mom has a full time
2: job. I, see, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. What, what did your father think of this? I just think he doesn't care, or you know, sometimes it's
3: nice to have a really clean. Out, like, I'm, sometimes you're glad there's no pubes
2: on the floor. So, would she come into your room though and clean, or is that like off limits?
3: Um. I think there were battles about it, you know, like, like, did you come in here and where's, I can't find my shit. Did you come here and organize? Like, no, I just tidied up.
2: (laughs) What? I can't find my shit. Well, it sounds like that, uh, that, so most people with obsessive compulsive disorder fall into one of the following categories. Washers. Who are afraid of contamination. So it sounds right. like your mom is a washer.
3: She doesn't, she's not like a hand washer, you know.
2: I, I've actually known people who are like that too. Uh, but that so wash their hands like 50 times a day. Yeah. Well, the, the gay guy that was in the To the point where the... it's like cracking and their like, hands are all raw. And, yeah, like, that, that, that gay guy out. that was in the Obsessed show, I mean, he washes hands probably like 100 times a day. Yeah, thankfully my mom never got into that. But uh, washers are also just, they, they usually have cleaning compulsions. Wait, so. And plus
3: people are all into that Purell now. Where they Do,
2: carry purell everywhere they yeah, go. Yeah, and it's
3: like you know what? That's
2: not doing anything. You're just but you know, dude. I mean, think you're just about the, making
3: purell the purell company
2: wealthy. Think about the airborne pathogens you're breathing in, right, with every breath. But your body, but has, you gonna start wearing a sars mask. Your body
3: has mechanisms to deal with that, and you're supposed to like you know, not be in a completely sterile environment. Well, all Well, it's the time.
2: like before you eat a meal. Okay, wash your hands. Sure, you know. That's I mean, fine. you know, if you've had shit encrusted <laughs> under your
3: fingernails, maybe you should wash your hands.
2: So I fall into the second category here. Checkers. Checkers repeatedly check things: oven turned off, doors locked, um, you know, cigarettes put out the ashtray. Uh, that they check things that they associate with harm or danger. Mm-hmm. I think it's gotten worse. So, what's
3: your, is your fear? Fire and somebody breaking into the fire place? And, so, and somebody breaking and into and my place. And waiting to play for work.
2: Yeah, and uh, we're either waking up late for work or... Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. It's just a uh, fear of harm, I suppose. But I think it's gotten worse. Like the, uh, It's exacerbated since I've become older.
3: I think it's the type of thing where if you don't treat it, yeah, it just gets worse.
2: Well, I don't think I need to treat it, because I understand... I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, showing up to work like three hours late because <laughs> I've been up all night checking the clock. Yet. but Yet. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the doubters and the sinners, who are afraid that if everything isn't perfect or done just right something terrible will happen, or they'll be punished. So that's that's
3: completely irrational. I mean, that's like superstition level. Yeah. Like,
2: like your fears are grounded in
3: reality. Like, you might forget to set your alarm and wake up late for work. You might forget to lock your door, and you'd come home from work, and all your shit would be gone.
2: But some of my anxiety is grounded, though. I think, like, I always know where my keys are. Like, I always, you know, know that they're in the right front pocket. Uh You know, I always know my wallet's in my back pocket, because I'm not going to lose that. And that's kind of, I think that's, you you know, a good thing. It's beneficial to know that.
3: Yeah, and you know, I lose shit all the time because I don't have
2: <laughs> You should get some of my OCD. Become a checker, man. We're cool. Maybe if you blow me, I don't know why. <laughs> Not going to happen. Counters and arrangers are obsessed with order and symmetry. So uh, that's like have, the Rain Man thing? The Rain Man. Th- well, I mean, I think that's a Well, he had autism also. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But they may have uh, superstitions about certain numbers, colors, or arrangements. You know, believe it or not, we're going to get this a little bit, but a lot of celebrities fall into this category. That Everything has to be one. perfect. yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, the fifth category here is hoarders. They fear that something bad will happen if they throw anything away, and they compulsively hoard things that they don't need or use. Yeah, if I have anything, it's that. Yeah, but dude, you don't, like, um, hoard animals. You don't have, like, your house is full of newspapers. No, it's,
3: it's like, on the vo- most uh, far down end of the severe spectrum. I don't think bad stuff's going to happen if I throw stuff away, but I do keep shit. With some vague notion of, like, I maybe could use this in the future, you know? Like, plastic bags or, like, you know, stupid little, like, zip ties. No, plastic things. I wonder if that's an ingrained
2: notion that you, like, uh, got from your parents who got it from their parents. It's definitely It's, like, a, it's a great depression thing. Yeah, exactly. But, like, those,
3: those twist ties on bread... <laughs> You keep that. Not all of them, because... You now, are so whack wackily. Because now I have so many of them, like, in my toolbox and in, like, my junk drawer, that I'm just like, well, I already have 50 of these things. But <laughs> but then again, it's like, why do I
2: even fucking have 50? And here you are disparaging me for checking my clock.
3: Or, you know when you get, like, takeout food, and it's not in a box, like Chinese food, but, like, sometimes it's in, like, its own plastic, like, Tupperware container? Like, but it's a throwaway Tupperware container, yet I still keep it. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I could put some tuna salad in there, but then I have like, like I said, like 50 of them, and I'm like, what the fuck is okay, all this shit? Do you keep? And the it's e- curry stained, cause you can't wash the curry stain off.
2: Do you keep the extra packets of ketchup or Taco Bell hot sauce? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like a, a, a refrigerator drawer just like full of like 200 of it's them? It's not that full. Like I said, I,
3: I think I've re- I noticed it at one point, and I was like, I, I'm not keeping shit anymore, and I've reduced that compulsion recently. Well, like in, in my, the past couple of years,
2: in my professional uh, opinion as an armchair psychologist, uh, <laughs> Don't podcast even have psychologist, even a fucking armchair in the fucking <laughs> studio,
3: so get off your high horse. Just
2: because you have obsessive thoughts or perform compulsive behaviors does not mean that you have OCD. Uh huh. Unless so,
3: you go to a therapist. And you're about to pay them. They're definitely going to be like, "Oh yeah,
2: you've got it. Oh yeah, yeah." If you go to a therapist, they're going to tell you that. But if your life is actually disrupted from yeah. the uh, from, from your compulsion or your and I think behavior, if you are but... hiding it from
3: people, that's also a good sign.
2: Yeah. So uh, there's uh, so the thing is with OCD, it's it's got two sides to it. There's obsessive thoughts and then ritualistic or compulsive behaviors. Uh-huh. So there's fear of being contaminated by germs, you know, or dirt. Or contaminating uh, others. Remember? I love all that shit, dirt and germs. A fear of causing harm to yourself or others, me. Intrusive, sexually explicit, or violent thoughts. A lot of people have that, and I think those are the doubters, <laughs> the sinners. Um, excessive focus on religious or mor- or morality. Uh, fear of losing or not having things you might need. There you go, Wackerly.
3: But it's not a fear, it's just a... a, a you know, an inkling
2: that I could probably use that at some point. Yeah, but if you threw it, then why wouldn't you just throw it away then? If you don't fear throwing it away. It's not fear. It's just, uh, you're <laughs> you right. You're, know, you're right.
3: I'm mad. I'm mad.
2: It's uh, madness. Uh, order and symmetry and also superstitions. And so, uh, compulsive behaviors to, I guess, in their, in their adult mind, the, to rectify the situation is excessive double checking of things such as locks or appliances, right. switches, me. Uh, Repeatedly checking in on loved ones to make sure they're safe. Uh, I never do that. (laughs) (laughs) Counting, tapping, repeating certain words. Yeah, I don't do that. Spending a lot of time washing or cleaning. Uh, As you can see, I don't do (laughs) that. Yeah,
3: don't even fucking tell anybody that
2: you're into that. Um, I'll I'll tell them otherwise. evening Evening out or arranging things. Praying excessively i don't do that accumulating junk such as old newspapers, magazines, empty food containers <laughs> <laughs> dude wackerly you have you so have o c d so um, I think pa- it's very genetic like
3: because that's how I said like my mom's like obsessively clean, but maybe she's not compulsively clean, maybe that's a d- difference, but I know m- my grandma on her she, side, she- and my great grandma was the same are all the same way, all their houses or apartments or whatever, were always fucking spotless.
2: Well, is My she a, grandma is she a even hoarder, was though? a
3: cleaning lady for Holiday
2: Inn in Indiana. <laughs> it's, so, it's, see, dude, I think it's hereditary. I think it's just a – it it's carries genetic, it over in generations. Genetic.
3: And it's also the nurture, too, because if you grow up in that environment, you also pick up those traits. I think it's, it's one of those double whammies. It's like you're just going to be fucked coming or going.
2: But, I mean, is your mother a hoarder?
3: Does she keep plastic No, no, she doesn't is? hoard. She throws shit out.
2: See, that's the thing. I don't know if Because my... part
3: of being very clean is, like, you don't want clutter. So it's like, no, why would I have all these, like, gross old food
2: containers? Like, get rid of them. You know, I don't know if my, you know, if the rabbi is constantly checking to see if all the dreidels are in the right place. Right. Or, uh, you, you know, know. His, his foreskin cutting tools are, you Or, know, his, foreskin right or his foreskin collection. Or his foreskin collection Yeah, the, the pickled foreskins, if they're in the right spot. Chronologically, they need to be on the shelf. Yeah, I don't know. So, the therapy... I don't think you need to go through therapy. I don't think I need to go through therapy. But the people on that show obsessed definitely need to go through therapy. And so what they did, the, the whole point of the show, and what makes it interesting, is they have it's like a it, it takes place over the course of like twelve weeks. They pair the people up with a cognitive behavioral psychologist or right. a psychiatrist, and who who basically tries you know different methods of cognitive therapy and exposure therapy to uh, try to remedy or at least lessen. These uh, compulsive behaviors.
3: See, that's the part I never saw. I only watched the portions of the show where the people were doing the fucked up shit. I never saw like when somebody was trying to help them.
2: Well, I don't want to ruin it for people because you can go to AETV.com and watch the whole episode. You can watch them all online. But the toothbrush girl, basically what the the woman did is like she went to her home, like the doctor went to her home and uh, forced her. To eat carrots. She made her go on, like, a not a camping trip, but go on a picnic with her husband. She hadn't been outside in, like, six years. That was the best
3: part of that, is that she had a husband who just was like, I didn't even know this was going on until, like, several months ago, and I can't fucking deal with it, and I'm going to get out of here if, if she doesn't fix her problems.
2: Dude, could you imagine if your wife was like that? No. I mean, I guess salad tossing would be all right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd want to keep the toothbrush away from your own butthole. Yeah, I guess that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm sure she wasn't reciprocating though. But anyway, uh, the, but so the toothbrush girl, I think through increased exposure with her fear, like hit it face the arm, she actually ended up uh, being cured. The other guy in the episode was this guy who had to work out like 20 times a day. Uh-huh. Had to work out. He had yeah. a fear of aging. I
3: actually have that a little bit too. I work <laughs> out too much.
2: <laughs> I do too many. By work out, do you mean drinking beer? <laughs> Yeah, like uh, pretty much. Uh, so anyway, the, the yeah, that guy like he tried to stop him from working out, and this this dude was like he went from working out twenty five times a day to working out like twenty two times a day. <laughs> I mean, there's no <laughs> nice there, there's no helping that guy. The gay guy though, w- who had the uh, contamination uh, disorder, that guy was the best because the psychiatrist or the the psychologist therapist went to his house and uh you know straight on was like you know I have to use your bathroom. He's like okay, and his bathroom was like I mean it was immaculate right. everything was it's like it was practically shining yeah like sparkling, gleaming yeah gleaming and so uh she's like i have to use your bathroom but i'm having my period so do you have a <laughs> trash can in there so i can uh you know throw out my tampon and you should have seen the look of just horror yeah. on this man's face gays he's love like, gays oh, love my menses. god <laughs> <laughs> and his boyfriend was there and his boyfriend just kind of looking he's like calm down he's like Did she just say she's having menses? (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. Can we
3: get a used tampon from somebody and just do a second round field trip where probably maybe several and like tie into a big stick? Just
2: go to the Castro and scare
3: people? Go to your brother's bar. (laughs) Just march in. Menses March. A a menses March? (laughs) Yeah, with no women involved. Just you and me. (laughs) But, you know, women will be involved because they'll give us the used tampons, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I wonder, Or maybe uh, like,
3: we could just get some tampons and like dip them in red dye. Just as like a be social experiment. Just for fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to like record. We're not going to have a control group or anything. Dude, my brother would make no tips that night. I would be running from the bar screaming in Do horror and shock.
3: I care about the more I care more about the screaming and shock than your brother
2: making tips. I'll, I'll give it's him like, like a crucifix I'll give to a him vampire. 50, I'll
3: give him fifty bucks. It would just be funny.
2: So that guy you can put it on YouTube. <laughs> so what was funny about it was that guy was like he went and got a trash can and like you know, like three rolls of paper towel. And it's yeah. just like, here you go. Triple you know, bagged it, it with the hefty bags. But he eventually actually uh, did much better with uh, with his ailment as well. Nice so job. I, I think the exposure therapy actually does work. But I think like people like you or me, uh, you know, I don't think uh, medication or group therapy or anything of that is in order. What kind of medication do you get? <laughs> uh, you know, they say antidepressants. I don't Klonopin? Know. If, if they're giving Klonopin or Lortabs, <laughs> they're like popping out Lortabs being like, all right, you know, i'm down with going to a therapist yeah but I'll, hoard, I'll hoard the shell fill my apartment up with shit <laughs> just for the drugs the thing is you don't need to feel ashamed or embarrassment because of your compulsion or of your ocd unless it gets to the point where it's disrupting your life because a lot of famous people a lot of noted celebrities also share in this disorder
3: well what, what are you saying Dude, okay. that, I mean, I think you should feel shame, and the celebrities should feel shame. Don't absolve people from shame without asking me first.
2: Dude, uh, okay.
3: <laughs> all I'm saying that you absolve whoever you want. I'm not absolving anybody.
2: All I'm saying is that uh, you know, as famous podcasters, as uh, you know, celebrities in our yeah. own right,
3: and quintessentially normal human beings. Yeah, you with know, no I mean, psychological
2: issues at all. You can still go and accomplish something in life, even having your minor OCD. It becomes an issue... If you're really hot. <laughs> if you're super attractive like most Hollywood celebrities are. Okay, Howard Hughes. He suffered from OCD. Oh, he was really rich. Yeah, it's the alternative really to being really attractive. But uh, not only did Howard Hughes like, uh, uh, have obsessions, he had a great fear of germs. He also suffered from social anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. I think there should be a disorder called the Howard Hughes Syndrome. Where yeah. it's like, you just have everything. It's a complex
3: of disorders.
2: Yeah, just a whole amalgamation of disorders. What was disorders. his post-traumatic stress, from like a plane crash? I guess it was due to an aviation accident, in which yeah. he was severely injured. So of it affect him later in life. He what, also had,
3: I think, persecution complex, where he thought people were out to get him.
2: I think he was just, that guy's just mental. Fucked. He Michael just had Howard Syndrome. Michelangelo, One of the, the world's most uh, famous artists of all time. What, what was his problem? Uh, his attention was constantly on his artwork, and he suffered from obsessive compulsive disorder. He was not a social person. He had a short temper, <laughs> which would often blow to anger inside normal conversations with family members or strangers.
3: You mean he was an artistic genius? I mean, well, could he you very see, dedicated yeah. to his work and didn't Couldn't want to do any anything criticism. else other than his art? I mean, come like, on.
2: Could, could you see his uh, his brother's like, come on, dude. David's dick could be a little bit bigger, (laughs) just a little bit. I mean, look at that. Great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah.
3: If I had to ask him anything, if he was still alive and I had a time machine or something, I would just be
2: like, "Why is his dick so small? Why is his dick so small?" I mean, (laughs) seriously, dude. You know, you're such a hater. (laughs) Uh, Believe it or not, English footballer David Beckham suffers from OCD, and he's been outspoken regarding his struggle with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's his issue? He has to count all of his clothing. His magazines have to lie in a straight line. If there are three soda cans in his refrigerator. He'll throw out one just to make a pair. Or else Um, he just
3: beats the shit out of
2: Posh Bites. (laughs) (laughs) In hotels, any books that are on a shelf must be moved to a drawer. Uh, He's also explained that (laughs) he's... Wait, 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 (laughs) stop. So he just hates books? I don't think... Have you ever listened to that guy
3: speak? He's got a very high voice, which you wouldn't expect. Kind of yeah, like Mike Tyson.
2: And he's kind of a lout. He's like, just like a kind of English lout. Yeah, yeah, just a chaff.
3: He's great at soccer, though. Um, yeah, football. amazing soccer. Uh,
2: he's also explained that his reasons for getting more tattoos is that he feels addicted to the pain of the needle. Okay, he's just yeah. saying
3: that to sound no. like a tough guy.
2: Uh, this is going to come as a shock to you, but Michael Jackson really? suffered from OCD. And Another guy who deserves his own syndrome. <laughs> he also suffered from BDD, body dysmorphic disorder. That's over- an
3: that's a subject for another show. We can't even start with that. Yeah,
2: but uh his ex wife said that he would never take off his makeup, not even in bed.
3: Kind of like a never nude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> More or less. Uh Billy Bob Thornton suffers from various OCDs. Donald Trump has an obsessive compulsive disorder, is terrified of germs. He refuses to touch the ground floor button of an elevator and avoids shaking hands with people, especially teachers.
3: <laughs> so he does have so he's thinking like the ground floor, button, ground floor button is the button that most people push. It's the most touched button.
2: It's the most touch button. That's and probably why he's the same thing with it. a
3: teacher touches a lot of kids' hands during the day and, and grades a lot of papers
2: and yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake shares OCDs uh, much like David Beckham. He says things need to be lined up perfect. Uh, he has to make sure that his fridge is stocked with only certain foods. It's gotta got to be from Whole
3: Foods or I'm not eating it. But I got to think some of these celebrities have these issues because they can, you know? Because like, oh, my, my fridge has to be stocked with certain items. Well, that's great
2: because you have a personal chef, you know? Yeah.
3: My, or, my fridge is stocked with whatever the fuck is in
2: it, and I'm not throwing food out because I have to eat that shit to survive. You have a personal assistant that will get you anything you want. Right. You like, know?
3: you can throw out food, and some more will show up the next day magically. You don't have to go down to the fucking Safeway.
2: So what, Okay, then explain Leonardo DiCaprio's problem. The guy says he has to force himself not to step on every chewing gum stain when walking along a flight of stairs. Uh, he has to fight urges to walk through a doorway several times because he doesn't want his condition taking over his life. Well, that's just fucked. <laughs> he really is <laughs> fucked. Uh, Cameron Diaz has, is a hand washer. She washes her hands, like, many times throughout the day, uses her elbows to push open doors. A lot of people do
3: that. Have you noticed this in uh, in your office building? Is there a trash can not only by the paper towels but next to the door? There is a trash can next to the door. That's become an accepted practice. You know why, why the, do you know why the it? trash cans by the door? Now why? Because people have every so enough people now have started to you wash your hands, you dry your hands, you grab another paper towel, and you don't touch the door handle because you use the paper towel to touch the door handle, and then you throw it on the floor. Janitors got fucking fed up with, why the fuck are there always paper a big pile of paper towels by the goddamn bathroom door? Yeah, I did door? not
2: know that, but there's so a they just gave, pile they gave by, up. at my office.
3: They gave up. They're like, I'm going to put a trash can here because these fucking assholes... like are so germaphobic that they can't touch the bathroom door after they wash their hands.
2: Okay, well, explain. What are those uh, toilet seat covers that you have to take out and put on the toilet seat prior Uh to taking a bowel movement? Right. Same thing. Yeah, but you pull those things out. I don't use that shit. (laughs) But you know what? You know what I never (laughs) knew? You have to punch out the middle of the thing. (laughs) Do you know that?
3: What is your shit not powerful enough? <laughs> I always thought it was heavy enough <laughs> your turned, to turn you just
2: jamming it open baby. Dude, I had to learn that the hard way. So you use Trial that and error. you use that little nest thing? Uh, you know, I've always built a nest. I've always built With a toilet nest the paper, naturally though, toilet but not, paper. But what about the purpose built like Well, vis- now that they're there paper I do thing. it, but I uh, you know, I didn't know that you had to punch out the middle part.
3: I don't want to reveal too much, but I don't use that shit. I
2: go cheek right to the seat. Dude, that's disgusting. I don't have an open sore on my ass, Chief. You don't use the nest at my house? Nope. God, I've got, every time you <laughs> do that, you have toilet. to make a nest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Dude, you never know what, what could be touching that toilet. I'd never touch my ass. The Here's the thing seat. this is
3: what OCD people never get. <laughs> Your body is built to deal with this type of shit. Like, your skin is built to keep bad shit out of your... Dude, you have
2: no idea. Do you remember, do you recall that one guy called into the show, like, I don't know, months ago, probably even a year ago, and said uh, some girl, like a unisex bathroom, some girl just used the toilet seat. He went in there and licked the entire rim of the toilet seat and said he got, like, some kind of cold sore on his tongue. Right. I'm not licking it, though. I'm just putting my butt Your cheeks on Your ass it. is basically sitting in this pervert saliva. So you... I just want you to know that, Wackerly.
3: <laughs> right. But I'm you, not do licking Do you do the it.
2: same thing at bus stops, airports? Well, I just masturbate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> so as you can see, people, even Wackerly shares in these obsessive compulsive behavior... <laughs> <laughs> and just all around, just completely repulsive behavior. I'm, yeah, I, hope, I'm, I hope I'm contributing to people being more obsessive compulsive. Well, now, That's now I goal. am. Now I'm. Now I've suddenly become a checker and a washer. Because <laughs> I'm going to gonna n- wash my toilet. You seat have to nest your after own every podcast. Awesome. <laughs> so there you go. People with OCD don't feel so ashamed. Watch that show Obsessed on A and E, and you'll feel that much better. People, this is episode 185 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, before I talk about, do a recap of last week's show, quick word from our sponsor. Uh, if you haven't already, bought a dildo from now Now's your time to do it, because now they just gave us a way better deal. Um, you know, I'm not even going to read this first part, because it's going to sound retarded, me saying it. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? <laughs> Does that sound erotic to you? You say fellas all the time. <laughs> 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 Sounds normal. I'm just gonna skip to the, the actual offer itself. Go to AdamAndEve.com for a limited time only, fifty percent off almost any item. But that's not all. When you select your own item at fifty percent off, you'll also get three free adult DVDs. So you don't have to jerk off to those little snippets on RedTube anymore. You can actually get a whole DVD jerk sure. off for like what is that, four hours? And your old
3: dildo is covered with disgusting germs. Yeah, think <laughs> and about that. Get a though, new dude. clean one. I mean, uh, yeah. You should a, buy a new clean one every week.
2: <laughs> yeah, every week, just because, just to avoid the germs. It's disgusting.
3: And if you're gonna be buying a new dildo every week, you should probably use the coupon code or whatever
2: the fuck it's called. Yeah, and uh, they'll throw in free shipping. It's gonna get pretty pricey. They'll throw in free shipping on your entire order. So there you go, fifty percent off your item when you use diddle for the offer code coupon checkout or upon offer, checkout. <laughs> offer code upon checkout when you do. You'll get three free DVDs, free gift, and free shipping. Just use Diddle at AdamandEve.com. True. You know, Kendra's uh, version of that was so much better than mine. We'll play it later in the show, right? Yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, So, people, quick recap of last week's show, episode 184. We did three listener stories. Uh, Listener one, uh, Kevin here, sent a story about rats feasting on a little baby's toes. Listener two, Capretta from Australia, sent a story about an aborigine versus a policeman's taser. Taser one. And uh, listener three, Shannon, sent a story about a girl that was raped not once, but twice. And uh, believe it or not, Shannon came in first place, 124 votes. Uh, Listener one, with the rats feasting on the baby's toes, came in second place with 96 votes. And uh, listener three, Aborigine that got burned up by the taser, only came in with a a mere 54 votes.
3: Uh, Consolations to Capretta.
2: Yeah, probably. So uh, congratulations, Shannon. You won episode 184 Sick and Wrong. Uh, please send me an email. You'll get your sick and wrong care package. People, you know the way the show works. Wackley and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show, audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. If a listener wins, you get a sick and wrong care package. People, you can send your submission to Podcast at hotmail.com or submit directly through the forum at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, Wackley, I don't know who started off last week, so why don't you kick off episode 185 with your story
3: the show's off the rails so i'm gonna try and blaze through this but um uh, maybe it's justified because i think more stuff's gonna come out but it's so i've been in southern california and like so this just happened in Southern California, in Los Angeles. Breaking and it's, news here. I'm it's all, it all over the radio down there, so I've just been Dude, listening we're so to topical it. are these and days. And I've been in the car, so I've just been listening to all these like commentary and right-wing radio going off about this whole story, so I'm going to do it. Uh, it's about a girl, 17 years old, Lily Burke. She's, um... About to begin her senior year at Oakwood School in North Hollywood, which is kind of like a cool area of Los Angeles if you're going down there. Is she an aspiring actress, film star? (laughs) No, I think she's just a teenager
2: going to school.
3: She left her Los Feliz area home Friday afternoon on an errand to the downtown Southwestern University School of Law, according to police and neighbors. Her, Her mother, Deborah Drews, I don't know why she has a different name. It's this liberal fucking bullshit. At least it's not hyphenated. <laughs> it's not hyphenated. I actually like it better when they just mom keeps the name and doesn't try and
2: hyphenate it. With yeah, the that hyphenation thing just makes me just enraged.
3: So her mom's fifty four, and she's a professor, uh, an attorney, and, a, and an adjunct professor at this southwestern university school of law in Los Angeles. And uh, Les- Lily Burke
2: went. Good to... Good breeding p- stock.
3: She sent her seventeen year old daughter to go pick up some exams we'll for her, uh, you know, for her mom to grade or something. That weekend, I assume. About 15 minutes after she arrived at the school, Burke was approached by a man and abducted, uh, a police official says. The teen and her kidnapper then drove to an automatic teller machine where she tried several times to get money, according to police statement. The attempts failed because her credit card was not set up to be used as an ATM card. That's a college-level maneuver right there. I don't get that. She didn't have an ATM
2: card. She just had a credit card.
3: Well, why I say it's a college-level maneuver, because were you ever broke in college, and you're just like, I wonder what happens if I put my credit card into the ATM? And sometimes it will give you money if you have like a special... It's a cash advance thing, If you have a special pin, yeah, and they charge you like
2: 75% interest per day or something. Well, I think that's why Citibank is failing... (laughs)
3: But when you're in college, you just don't care. You're like, I need a case of beer and some Taco Bell.
2: Dude, I just went to the store and charged everything.
3: Or you could just, yeah, you could use the credit card there, too. I
2: don't know why. I know I've done Why don't you just go buy this guy a 12-pack of Bud and some Doritos? I don't know. Well, she probably
3: should have. Over the next hour, Burke actually called her parents to ask how to use the card, the credit card, to get money out of the ATM, the automatic teller machine, and was told by her father father, that it could not be used at at an ATM. He said. Okay. So- uh, he didn't ask her, like, why do you need this money so urgently? Like, come home. We live like five blocks away from you are. I'll give you $20 to buy some Taco
2: Bell. So, is she driving around with this criminal? Does he have a That's knife? That's
3: the story. Uh, well, we're, th- this is all being reconstructed because okay. Lily Burke is dead. I don't know if I pointed that out yet. <laughs> Let me get to that point, but isn't this like the typical don't you imagine this guy being one of those like so his wife is a professor, he's probably some type of an intellectual. he's got the the uh you know the, the patches jacket on the, with the corduroy patches on the elbow smoking his pipe. What is it leather patches on a corduroy jacket watching yeah, exactly Corduroy. you're right, you're right. I've seen it the other
2: way too. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Dude, you about. ruin two perfectly fine jackets by doing it that <laughs> <Yeah>. way.
3: <laughs> but if you're if you're a college professor, all your colleagues say, "Oh,
4: mighty fine
2: jacket, old
3: chap." But is this a typical like liberal pipe smoking like, like detached the- parent like? Darling, I don't know how to get your money out of the credit card. Well, I'm watching my porn for my dissertation, you know. Watching it's porn, but like saying that it's for some completely type of divorced intellectual from
2: pursuit. Divorce from reality. is like the parents and family ties. Exactly, Michael yeah.
3: Grossman. He was always worried about that fucking public broadcasting station that exactly. he managed. I exactly, mean,
2: was just always obsessed with the PBS, not His focusing... His kids are all
3: totally fucked. Not focusing on the calamity at hand here. Yeah, one son was a fucking yuppie, the daughter was dating a biker parkuses, guy. he he's
2: shaking all over the place. <laughs> I think I know too much
3: about family ties. <laughs> You've got an alien in the garage. Oh wait, that was Alf. <laughs> um, so, uh, the police official says that she didn't points out that she did not tell her parents that she was in distress. She said she needed money to buy shoes, which, you know, come on, high school girls, they all need that. And was told to come home. So her parents did say, why don't you just come home? Quit fucking about with the credit card. Uh, and her parents told this to the Los Angeles times Burke, uh, after she couldn't get money. Then made arrangements with her father to go to their home and pick up an unspecified amount of money. And I assume she still had this homeless guy in her car. Did I point that out yet?
2: No, that's a, that's why I was wondering why <laughs> does it, you know this is the most desultory narrative I think I've ever heard. Wackerly,
3: so, I'm trying to make it tense, but I'm just ended up leaving out a bunch of shit. Yeah,
2: I know exactly. It's so just, what happened is, um, I think suspense was
3: that's a John all the Hughes leading. Movie. Okay,
2: okay, well, I'll get to the payoff. <laughs> I'll get to the payoff. uh, Why was she asking? Why did she need the money?
3: A 50-year-old parolee named Charlie Samuel was booked Sunday for investigation of murder after fingerprints were found in Lily Burke's car and linked him to the killing.
2: Ooh. Okay, now there's the tie-in that I was looking for.
3: He'd recently got a pass to temporarily leave a drug rehabilitation center just hours before he allegedly abducted the 17-year-old Burke. That's her name, Burke. Burke. <laughs> <It's> not Burke. <laughs> she's, not, she's not
2: a Burke. B- B-U-R-K. Her
3: dad sounds like a Burke. The suspect had been staying at a residential treatment facility since June as part of his parole after serving prison time for petty theft. Samuel uh, did not return to the home Friday evening as scheduled, so they think that... They don't know. all this, here, Here's the known facts. This Lily Burke girl, 17, went missing... Uh. You know, basically like an entire night passed at about sometime early in the morning. A car was found in a gas station in downtown L.A. Her Volvo with her dead, mutilated body in there. And they haven't even specified in what way she was mutilated. I don't think there was a gun involved or a knife. I think it's some type of a
2: strangling situation, although
3: I'm speculating. So
2: the Burke is dead. (laughs)
3: Lily Burke is dead. dead.
2: Yes. And so she's dead in her car, and uh, they they somehow uh, connected this... Roused about.
3: Well, what happened was uh, later on the night or in the morning, as we might want to say, uh, this dude was picked up for being drunk in public, and he also had a crack pipe on him, and he's at has priors, and apparently he had blood all over him. But if you're a transient, having blood all over you, the cops don't get really alarmed because they just figure, you know. You've probably had these clothes on for several years. You You've fallen down a lot. Yeah. You've shaving scars. Everybody tried of thing. to eat a dog. It's not like if there's a stockbroker who has like, blood all over his Brooks brother's suit. Then they're like, then American you're like, psycho. What? why do you have blood all over you? Exactly. That's fucked. But they still took him in for the crack pipe. And as he was being held in the uh, you know, jail just for detainment for having crack pipe and being drunk in public, that's when the cops actually found the body.
2: Okay, and so they already detained him, and then they found the body? And, and found made the his connection. bloody fingerprints on her, because
3: he's in the system, because he's been in prison prior to this.
2: So my question here is, how did the ne'er-do-well end up in her car? Nobody
3: knows. About two hours after Burke was kidnapped, they're assuming at this point that she was kidnapped, although I don't know if that's super clear, Samuel got out of the Volvo and left, uh, left it in a downtown parking lot with Burke's body in the passenger seat. Burke suffered head injuries, apparently from striking the passenger side of the windshield, and there were signs of a struggle, according to police. Um,
2: so it sounds to me as if she wasn't able to uh, actually access any of her money. She wasn't able to get money. Uh, she was trying the uh, homeless guy's patience here and eventually just beat the crap out of her.
3: Here's the story that's trying to be told. And this, like, like I said, this just happened...
2: So the, Maybe the, the, two the facts days ago, are going to be revealed soon enough.
3: This just happened past Saturday. They're trying to tell this story that this young girl was uh, carjacked or abducted by this homeless guy. But I don't think that's really the case. And not everything's in this article, but based on what I've been hearing on the radio, she just started. She has this mom who's a lawyer and a professor of law at this university. Her mom specializes in like homeless defense cases, that type of thing. Is she studying sociology? Well, she's seventeen. She isn't studying anything. Okay. She's like you know taking the core high school classes, but she had just started working at a needle exchange downtown. And well, there downtown, you go. there you go. Downtown Los Angeles, I would almost say is worse than the Tenderloin. I think as it far is as worse. hopelessness.
2: Well, as no, as far as hopelessness, but also of depravity. Have you like been down there to right. see I mean, Skid Row, it's Skid Row. It's just like they they have these shanty. It's not like a shanty town. It's just tents and boxes. Yeah. I would seriously, if you're a girl, you want to get raped walk down Skid Row in L.A. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get raped probably in about 10 minutes, even during the day.
3: Parts of the tenderloin are kind of Skid Row-ish, but like like we've talked about before, there's always mixed in with like these posh Thai restaurants or like the bar across the street from here
2: that's trying and to be like all things. the fence. urban pioneers are like, the oh, we're going to be hipsters you know, yeah, that yeah. want to live in the, uh, in the dangerous areas.
3: So working in a needle exchange in, L- in downtown L.A. is like serious business. So she just started working there, and, and what uh, what I think happened is... She became desensitized to, like, these crazy homeless people. You know, she grew up in some yuppie household.
2: The potential and she, violence. Yeah, she, she, she was in understand. the mode of,
3: I can't believe these people are so ostracized. They're just like you and me, when in fact they're not. And I think maybe she wasn't really forcibly abducted. I think what what's going to come out, which they're not saying to be, you know— to not be cruel to the family. They don't want to
2: incriminate, you know, they don't want to disparage her
3: is that she was a willing participant to begin with. You know, she probably, maybe this guy said, Hey, I could really use like a hundred bucks. And I know you're from a rich family. And she was like, yeah, you're right. Let's go to the ATM. And it didn't work. And that's why she's trying to get the money and have her parents tell her to get money off her credit card. And, uh, you know, she's not telling what it's for.
2: And then it just went to shit. Because he, she wasn't able to get the money, and so right. he ended up just and she's out, seventeen. I, I don't blame her because she just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Well, th- this comes down to naivete. This, this girl's obviously naive. You're right, but doesn't know any better. There's no excuse for those kids I remember in uh, college these 22 year old kids who obviously come from wealthy families on the east coast yeah. they have this white guilt <laughs> complex no seriously they, they they come from these like wealthy families and then and they feel shame for having wealth and right. grown up privilege right. yeah, I know what so you're then about. then then they feel pity and compassion on these homeless people and so then they uh, they, they lower their guard they don't yeah. realize that these people are dangerous volatile individuals not to be trusted not to be trusted who you know have criminal records who are capable of complete violence i remember a girl in uh, college you know she used to hang out by this heating vent in front of the dorm room where all these derelicts would congregate because it's warm and,
3: uh, and it's michigan it's like derelicts really would congregate cold there because yeah.
2: it's warm but this girl i mean she had a dorm room in, in the you know in the dorm in the in the dorm and she she's was-
3: doing urban ar- uh, anthropology in her mind,
2: <laughs> whatever she would go out and like bring them food and bring maybe buy them beer and like hang out with them for a little bit and like you know thought she was like you know compassionate doing her her civic duty to uh, hang out with the homeless right, guys right. and then uh, I remember on one particularly cold winter night uh, she ended up inviting one of these guys up to her room <laughs> where he proceeded to uh, att- attempt to rape her and she flipped out called the RA the, the you know the campus police came arrested the guy and then after that she's like yeah i couldn't you know now i'm scared to be around those people because they they might try to rape you it's like no shit you <laughs> fucking retard you invited this homeless man into your room. What, and you're, what is this guy like, By the way,
3: I live right across the fucking hall. He could have broken into my room and raped
2: yeah, me. You know, I, it's like I'll put on a threadbare, dirty coat and, like, you know, drink a bunch of shitty rum if, if that's what it makes you, you know, oh, yeah. if but that's, that's not what makes really you where hot. I was going, but, okay, that's what you're saying. <laughs>
3: you were available as well.
2: Uh, exactly. <laughs> But no, but but no. Seriously, it just it it bothers me when you see these gullible, naive individuals that think that you know it's like oh I'll have compassion on these homeless people, and you know it's like they they take them in, they give them rides, give them money. It's like this guy is a dangerous individual, right? Not at, to be trusted.
3: At seventeen, I don't blame her. I mean, I do think she was naive. I do blame her parents though. Her parents should have distilled her into her brain. Look, I know you're working at the needle exchange, and that's a very like noble thing to do. But also, at the same time, realize, be wary, wary, keep everybody's arms distance. These people have
2: nothing to lose at all. Exactly, and that's why they can't be trusted. So, on the sick and wrong star scale, we're like fascists.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The underclass should be stomped under the heel of my boot.
2: I don't think it's that. I just no. loathe homeless people. It's just people. common sense. <laughs> I just loathe homeless people. So, but
3: it's
4: common sense.
3: It's just like, you gotta fucking look out for number
2: one. Don't get me started on Look out uh, for number one, you fucking berk. <laughs> don't get me started on moving them all to Bum Island over in the uh, in the bay. I'm not even gonna go there. Anyway, on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm gonna give this... A four star because this woman, I, I think this girl, she is dead. I think she is dead, and she was battered by this homeless camp, but she invited it on herself. And well, I think her that's parents, my her th- parents share the blame. That's my theory. I don't know if that's true. I but don't know.
3: I will bet dollars to donuts, and we know how much homeless people love donuts and dollars. I think that yeah, it was that's, that's the it situation. It was voluntary. She let a- him at, into at the car.
2: beginning, yes, it was voluntary, not deserved, but um. So mark my words, and I give it a four as well. All right, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Here's my story for episode 185. So as soon as I read this headline, you're going to say, okay, there's another trite story. We've heard this (laughs) before. But there's a twist with this, all right? Keep in mind. You think I'm a bastard, don't you? (laughs) No, I just think you're jaded. <laughs> pregnant Massachusetts woman killed, fetus taken. It's mm. another fetus, uh, fetus uh, abduction, fetus larceny yeah. here. Uh, and, uh, Slice up in the prego belly. Detectives and worried relatives are searching desperately for a cold-hearted killer who murdered an eight-month pregnant woman, cut her uterus open, and took her nearly full-term baby girl. So yes, this is another fetus snatching story, but there's a twist because it might Love not be a woman that did it. Because you know how it's usually a barren the woman, lady? The pregnant
3: woman was a woman.
2: Yeah, but usually it's a barren, you know, a barren woman who wants to be a mother you know, so, so badly that uh, she's willing to snatch a baby out of a woman's uterus and pretend it's hers.
3: Yeah, most hay- heinous crimes are typically just typecast as a man. It's usually yeah. a man. But, the, but baby snatching but is baby snatching typically is almost, a yeah, female. It's
2: like 80% probably a, a woman here. But this, they, they think it's a good chance it might have been a man. Uh, The decomposing body of 23-year-old Darlene Haynes was found wrapped in a blanket and dumped in a closet in her apartment in Worcester, Massachusetts. So the mom's dead. The mom is dead. Yeah. Uh, Well, she had a baby snatched out of her, ripped out of her uterus. I don't think there's much recovering from that. Sometimes they
3: live. Sometimes they live. You sew that shit up.
2: (laughs) Nasty scar. Her landlord was checking on a report of a strange odor coming from the premises on Monday when he discovered the body, which was so mutilated... The police said they couldn't even determine its gender. So how'd they know a baby was stolen?
3: (laughs) seriously. Those Worcester cops are not that smart.
2: Haynes' longtime boyfriend, 24-year-old Roberto Rodriguez, is uh, due in court on charges that he assaulted Haynes in a previous incident, right before she was found dead. He's being charged with aggravated assault and battery and intimidation of a witness. But he's not named as a suspect in Haynes' murder. Mm -hmm. So he likes
3: to fucking beat up pregnant ladies?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because he seems so innocent. I don't know why you wouldn't name him as a suspect here. Mm -hmm. I mean, restraining order, he beat the crap out of her a couple months ago, but suspect? Nah. He has the baby with him (laughs) at the courtroom (laughs) in his backpack. Some guy gave this to me, man. Uh, apparently Haynes ha- has, has had an active restraining order against Rodriguez since, uh, February. Haynes took her one-year-old daughter away from his house just this past Thursday. Uh, there's the little girl named Christina is now with relatives. She's also had two other children with him, Jasmine four and Liliana three, who live with her grandmother. So apparently this is a, this is tr- the fourth kid. Yeah. And, uh, the fourth kid that's the only unborn child out of the, uh, whole litter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haines was last seen alive on July 23rd. Autopsy results revealed that the fetus that was cut out of her womb was female. <laughs> Which I don't understand how that works. How, how, how can they tell that? Uh, Is there like a vaginal imprint in the uterine wall?
3: I think they can do, well, I think they can test the amniotic fluids. Oh, uh,
2: okay. Well, maybe, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just making this shit I'm up. No I have no obstetrician <laughs> here. Apparently, Wackerly might be.
3: Plus, she's all de-comp- decomposed. I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, apparently, the baby that was snatched out of her womb was a female.
3: Maybe uh, she had... I mean, if she's in her eighth month of pregnancy, she's probably already had ultrasounds.
2: I mean, don't they know at that point? Yeah, but they got it from the autopsy. I think there was an imprint of a vagine in the uterine wall. Hmm. Maybe. That's my theory. Please say the baby could survive, but would need medical attention immediately. Haynes' aunt here, Sandra Grandmason, uh, said that she talked to her niece just two weeks ago. She said she was a troubled young woman who never graduated from high school or developed mentally. <laughs> uh, the two kind of go hand in hand. <laughs>
3: Four she, kids, though.
2: She was a very sad, very young girl who never really grew up. How old is she? Or was uh, she? Darlene was only 24. Or 23, oh, wow. actually, when she was murdered. Okay. Uh, Darlene does, did, does not have the know-how or the ability to sense danger. Um, but one thing she does know how to do is squeeze out a child. Actually, squeeze out four child. She's like children. the
3: anti-Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> no spider senses whatsoever. Yeah, but dude, why are the genetic dead ends always fertile? She's kind of like Daredevil, the
3: man without fear. She's the slut mom without fear. She yeah, has dude, no I mean, sense of
2: danger. I mean, there's no fear be- out of stupidity. Daredevil has no fear because he's a blind guy. Blind, stupid. <laughs> half dozen the one, six so, the other. Okay, so with that in mind, woman's murdered, baby was stolen out of her womb, and uh, we don't know whether or not it might be her boyfriend. But assuming that it is her boyfriend, here's my question to you, Waggerly: What the hell is this guy going to do with a premature infant? Like, does he have one of those little like uh, incubators that he puts the kid in? Uh huh. I mean, what? what uh, furthermore, not only does the guy have a premature infant. He needs to revine his caesarean skills because he just mutilated her completely.
3: It's kind of an open ended question. I was expecting like a yes or no thing. I mean, <laughs> what is he going to do? What does he have? I don't know. You but, can get those, um, you know, you can order like baby chickens and I'll show you how to make an incubator with a 60 watt
2: light bulb. Do you need an incubator for an eight month old child? It's pretty much all the way there, right? So uh, you think he just slap it on the ass
3: <laughs> and. It's probably not going to develop very well, but I think it might just make it on its own. But
2: this is contrary to what most, um, you know, young fathers would do in this situation. Most of them would be like. Just
3: take off. Yeah, just take off and yeah. be
2: like, see, I have fun raising that I child. I agree. Why did he want He already had three others. Right? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> and not only did he want the other three badly, kids his. Uh, actually, it doesn't specify that they were his. So. <laughs> Fucking Worcester reporters. <laughs> they suck. Well, I think it's that, and I think it's these. Uh, um, Retarded sluts that they have sex with. Yeah. So on the second wrong. Have star you ever been scale, to Worcester? I've never been to Worcester, but oh, I thought it was all lesbians Christ. over there.
3: No, no, that's uh, uh that's Northampton.
2: Oh, okay. Well, this is like
3: enough. directly in between Northampton and Boston
2: lies Worcester, and it uh it's quite a town. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Well, you gotta. Now, you have to be there. Well, now you have a Mexican with a premature infant running around Worcester. So you got to watch out you for that. I it's
3: not a big impact on the sickness and wrongness of
2: Worcester. <laughs> so there's already a lot going around. So on the sick and wrong star scale, uh, you know, regardless of whether he did it or not, I mean, that was obviously my twist here was that the fact it was a man that did it. Right. That's a big twist. It's a good twist. But a woman was still, you know, murdered and a fetus <clears throat> was cut out of her belly. So on the second wrong star three scale, three children left motherless. Three children left mothers and fatherless because well, they, uh, never, they never <laughs> had a <father> really <laughs> and not a great role model and a really shitty uh, uh, cesarean <laughs> yeah. giver. So I'm going to give this a 4.5.
3: I give it a 4.75. I just give it the
2: extra quarter Worcester point. All right, I'll take that. So the uh, listener submission here for episode 185. It uh, comes from a guy who calls himself Agent O'Neill. He says, hello, my friends. As an unemployed perpetual loser, <laughs> I've seen some really messed up things on the internet. Videos, video games, etc. I've seen it all. What I have to say about this story is that I'm glad that there are no pictures. A woman stabbed her baby to death, skinned him, gutted him, decapitated him. As Charlie Brown would say, holy fuck. Take care, guys. And if you read this, please call me Agent O'Neill. Can I be the official sick and wrong unemployed guy? Well, Of course. No, you totally can. I've
3: never heard such a well-spoken unemployed <laughs> guy. I can see why they call you agent.
2: You know, he he totally can be. Uh, agent O'Neill, you can totally be the official sick and wrong unemployed guy. But I think you're going to join many. Because I think a lot of people that have the time to listen to, I don't know, five shows a day are probably unemployed. <laughs> you know, or they, I, I would, Or yeah.
3: they work a shit job in a cube like they're a temp, which is yeah. one level above unemployed. But... He is the king because he, he's so well-spoken. Yeah, was, very, all those
2: sentences were well-constructed. Very articulate. Yeah, yes. Not even a spelling error. So uh, this is one of those stories, Wackerly, that's just so atrocious that we've had like 60 people send this story in. and uh, has to be done. Believe it or not, Agent O'Neill was the first guy that sent it in. Well, he's unemployed. He's, he's always unemployed. on the internet. <laughs> it's just like on the internet As soon all as day. it comes on CNN.com, he's firing it off. Looking for nasty porn to masturbate to. <laughs> a woman accused of killing newborn. Eight brain. Best tabloid headline ever. Yeah, pretty Brains. much. Brains. It's occurred in San Antonio, Texas. A woman charged with murdering her three and a half week old son used a knife and two swords to dismember the child in eight parts of his body. Great job. Including his brain. And then uh, she stabbed herself in the torso and uh, sliced her own throat. Adi Sanchez, 33 years old. How do you spell her first name? O-T-T-Y. Adi. <laughs> That doesn't sound very Mexican. Uh, she's charged with capital murder and the death of her infant son, Scott Wesley Buckholtz Sanchez. There you go. Hyphenated last name. Doesn't bode well for children. Would you say his name was Butthole Sanchez? Buckholz, Buckholtz. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I think from now on I'm going to be calling him Butthole Sanchez.
3: <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and make a wager that this is not her only child. She's had children before.
2: You know, I I'm not sure. Actually, no, you're right. She yes. does have uh, other children. Okay, um, pay me. So, uh, yeah, you know, actually, it's uh, it's kind of prescient that you're saying this because I think if Scott Wesley Butthole Sanchez ended up living to elementary school, he would have been called Butthole Sanchez. Well, he didn't live, and we're still gonna call him that. So. <laughs> the early Sunday the morning. Ad- moot. <laughs> the early morning Sunday attack occurred a week after the child's father moved out. Uh, uh, Adi's sister And her sister's two children, aged five and seven, were in the house, but none were harmed. Uh, her aunt, Gloria Sanchez, said her niece had been in and out of a psychiatric ward. That's a surprise. I never thought that uh, you know, a mother who would dismember her own child and eat his brains could possibly be, have mental health issues. And but- how
3: is the aunt not culpable? I mean, if you've got a niece that's obviously mentally deranged, and she's cranked out two kids, and then she cranks out another one... And the dad leaves, and you don't do anything about like you know what are you sewing just her take the kid away, sewing the vagina up, taking the kid away, putting in her some type of a Mexican institution. <laughs> like I blame the aunt. like a Taco Bell, yeah, <laughs> shackled to the bean burrito machine. I blame the aunt. I mean, I you can't the... just let this shit. I mean, it, you can't just let this shit go on in your family. Like families have to have some type of. Well, Safety because, valve or control, especially,
2: especially, and I'm not saying this. This is obviously a generalization, but with most Mexican families, there's like 20 people living in a one-bedroom apartment. So obviously, somebody saw this happen. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody was there. You know, I mean, someone saw like the crazy lady walking around with the two swords, right. You know, looking at her newborn, salivating for brains. I would have said something. I'd have been like, you know... It's not
3: menudo. It's
2: baby brains. Yeah. I would have been like, you know, uh, hola, amigo, what <laughs> are you doing? Uh, you know, have a burrito. Put the tuba down <laughs> and take the baby away from her. So police chief William McManus, who appeared uncomfortable as he addressed reporters, said that Sanchez, Adi Sanchez, apparently ate the child's brain and some other body parts. He sure? also decapitated the infant, tore off his face and chewed off three of his toes before stabbing herself. Mm. Then he went on to say, it's too heinous for me to describe it any further. That's <laughs> it. I, <think so. laughs> I like know, this McManus. Well, dude, really? Where did this happen? Uh, this happened in uh, San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> but dude, really, it's like, okay, from what you've just described, how can it get any more heinous? <laughs> like, what did you do with the infant wiener? There's some, like, <laughs> there's some horrible facts that I'm leaving out. I mean, seriously, dude. Chewed off its face, ate its toes. I mean... What else could you yeah. possibly do?
3: I love that they still have fat-headed Irish cops, even <laughs> in San Antonio.
2: <laughs> McManus. Well, listen to this. McManus described the crime scene as so grisly that police officers barely spoke to each other while looking through the house. Parts of the child were missing, included the pe- including the pieces that Sanchez allegedly ate. So it was so grisly that police officers weren't making jokes and tossing little baby toes at each other. They are just like... Wow.
1: Put the donut down
2: and, uh, (laughs) you know, assume the frowning position. (laughs) At this particular scene, you could have heard a pin drop, said McManus. No one was speaking. It was about as somber as it could have been. Apparently, officers uh, were called to Sanchez's house at about 5 a.m. Sunday. They found her sitting on the couch screaming, I killed my baby! I killed my baby! And she has blood streaming down her face? All over her face. There's blood all over her body. They found the boy's body in a bedroom. Police said Sanchez told them that the devil told her to kill her son and that she was hearing voices. Of course. You know, that is one trite line. I don't understand why they can't go for something original. Blame it on Jesus or say, Michael Jackson made me do it. You know, it's just something new. Well, wait, what did she say? She blamed it on the devil. Oh. The devil told me to kill my son. Okay, of course. Everybody says the devil told you to kill her son. (laughs) Especially Catholics. I know. It's like, like, what kind of defense is that? I don't even think she's insane. (laughs) El Diablo. (laughs) So on the sick and wrong star scale, obviously a five star. I mean, it's... Pretty much. The woman dismembered the kid, ate part of its face, ate its brains, ate its toes. Blame the devil.
3: It's a little bit, you know, rote. Yeah. But it does take it to that next level that she completely
2: chow down you know if, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of chorizo but you know if uh, some churro <laughs> some churro baby yeah,
3: that was the last bread she ate It's churro a little tiny churro
2: but you know people this happens all the time women murdering their own kids uh killing their own children yeah this is egregious though but they yeah the fact it's gruesome the fact that she, she ate actually, his face off or just tore his face off. no tore his face off ate some of it mm-hmm. ate its brain wow yeah
3: it's horrible when your food is looking at you <laughs> You don't have to worry about that because you're a vegetarian, but trust me. Like when they, you go to the Chinese restaurant, and they bring the fish
2: out, and it still has the whole head on it. It's got eyeballs just staring well, at it's you, staring
3: at me, or like the
2: duck. <laughs> you're like. That's not (laughs) cool. rip its face off. Yeah. So I'm going to give that a five-star. Obviously, it's a five-star, but we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 185. Sure. Well, actually, we're going way over the time limit here, so we got a few phone calls to get to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. People, call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846, and uh, send us some emails, sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Real quick, before we get the phone calls... Let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Given Properly, by Kendra.
1: Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Mm -hmm. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive... Three free adult DVDs. Three. For a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't even mention it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type diddle for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code DIDDLE at adamandeve.com.
2: Yeah, Kendra sounds way sexier doing that promo than I do. Doesn't she?
3: <laughs> she could be a little more nasally.
2: Yeah, a little more nasally with a high-pitched like Jewish lilt to that your shit voice. turns me on. So people, yeah, go to com. 50% off, three free movies, and a gift, and free shipping. You can't say no to that.
3: They're almost just giving you a deal. You're, they're almost paying you to take a deal, though. They're that
2: paying point. you to experience some pleasure in your otherwise boring, nondescript life. pleasure so, life. life. <laughs> so, we we got a bunch of phone calls, Stick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, let's kick off call number one.
5: Sick and Wrong! It's Truck Truck
2: and Paul. I uh, heard your episode
5: on... Uh... Called up and uh, wanted to know how big the uh, vaginas are on lot
4: lizards. <laughs> I've been waiting for this
3: response. I thought he was just ignoring. It. I thought he th- thought the question was patronizing or something,
2: or you know, beneath him. Well, you remember like some kid called up. He must have been like eight. Right. And he was like, "How deep are, is a lot lizard's vagina?" We're like, you know, it doesn't matter the the depth of vagina. A vagina is irrelevant It's You know The uh, the Elasticity The tightness like, The tightness That That's That's what you should be worried about <laughs> The
3: kid clearly Does not have a good conception Of what a vagina Is well, even the cons- kid cl-
2: Consists of The kid clearly Doesn't have pubic hair yet <laughs> <laughs> So let's see what Trucker Paul to say I hope he's li-
3: That kid's listening
5: I'm thrilled to know I have fans But uh under the age of 10 is pretty rough.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I can feel you there.
5: I believe the vaginas are extremely deep. <laughs> but uh, it might just be because I have a small penis. So,
3: <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> if you haven't found the bottom, who knows how far it goes. <laughs> so,
5: I, I'm not sure.
3: He's thinking about
5: Zuckerly it. was talking about... Always put your car keys in the same spot. Uh, I do that too. I'm I, I, I lose them. I always. Yeah. I always leave them right in the ignition. <laughs> that was
3: a little jack and it's you to get that. All
5: right, <laughs> talk to you guys all on the forum. Lick my balls.
3: Trucker Paul's been in the forum. I don't know if you noticed
2: that. No, I think we mentioned it last week. Actually, oh, Trucker we? Paul posted pictures <laughs> I was from, pretty from drunk the road.
3: Last week, Kendra was here. I was the excited. Occasion.
2: It was an occasion. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason to be intoxicated last week. Right. No, I think I mentioned Trucker Paul has been on the forum. He's posted some great pictures of like life on the road. His truck. And, uh, the pictures of uh, things. Like items that he's seen on the ground at different truck stops. You got to go check it out, people. That's that's the reason right there. Fuck the titties. Go yes. to the go to the forum to see Trucker Paul. He actually called back with a second call here. You're correct. See, this is
5: this is the problem with calling in the middle of a show that I'm listening to. Because then something happens at the end of the show, and I got to call back. <laughs> the soccer mom chick. She proposed a very interesting question. She said, if you fucked somebody a long time ago. Now yes, you're in a right. relationship and this person wants to have sex with you. It's not really cheating. fucking soccer mom. And since it's in my head, would that be cheating later on? (laughs) I propose not. (laughs) Adios,
3: amigos! (laughs) I think maybe a sick and wrong love connection might be happening in the future. But
2: this is a philosophical question. Because he's saying if he's thinking about in his head, if he's mind-fucking Soccer Mom. Then the cheating? implication
3: is it wasn't clearly stated, but would he be cheating on his wife? If would he Soccer mom would Soccer Mom be cheating on I her husband if Soccer Mom and Trucker Paul hooked up because Trucker Paul's been thinking about having sex with Soccer Mom. So And would, you know, we can only assume that Soccer Mom's been thinking about having sex with <laughs> Trucker Paul also.
2: Right? I'm sure it's crossed her mind at least once or twice, you know, after hearing that uh, you know, Melodic voice there.
3: I wish, you know, like I'd never go to therapy, but if I had to go to therapy, I would like Trucker Paul to be my therapist because he's so logical.
2: You know what I think, Trucker Paul? He starts <throat> from
3: first principles and tells you how he's deducing his ideas and how why your life is such fucked He's so, so fucked rational. Up. Rationality. That's I think- what I need in a therapist. And I'll ride the fuck around with trucker Paul over the country while he's doing his other job and he can just tell me what's up.
2: I think the first thing he would tell you wackily is like if you're going to use that toilet at that truck stop, <laughs> you better build a nest, you sick fuck. Do
3: you really? Do you really think I'm using If I'm riding
2: around the country
3: with trucker Paul, do you think my ass will ever touch a toilet? Oh, I forgot about the Walmart, Walmart bags.
2: bag. <laughs> Well, thank you, Trucker Paul. It's always great to hear from you. A well,
3: Walmart bag is the most sanitary way, way to shit, by the way. Actually, you know... Because you throw it out.
2: We should almost carry Walmart bags with us. Do you, you, you hoard those? You don't. <laughs> 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 yeah, I already do. Who's uh, who, who's called number three here? Hey, Dean Lance. Um, it's Scott in Iowa. And I wanted
0: to call and tell you, we're well, on the 4th of July...
2: Dude, this is great. We're getting all our, like, regular callers yeah. in here. The old, the old standby. Yeah, was the next one Vietnam, dude? <laughs> no, I don't think he's ever calling it again. We pissed him off at some point. But uh, Scott from Iowa, one of my favorite callers.
3: Oh, he call himself Scott in Iowa, which threw me a little bit there for a second. Oh, did he say
2: Yeah, he said Scott in
3: Iowa. It's yeah. weird. Come on, Scott. Stick to the old standard. I had a party at my house. Nice. Some
0: scummy motherfucker. Went in the bathroom, took a shit, right? Now, he must have somehow got it on his hand or something because he picked up a roll of toilet paper and put shit on the inside of the roll of the toilet paper, you know, like, uh, you know, that hole, you know, like that
3: you normally put the toilet paper through the little thing on the roller, you know? It's called the toilet paper tube. <laughs>
2: Jay. You know, it, it's funny. Two things are funny about this. A, what do you think a party at Scott from Iowa's house, a 4th of July party would be like at Scott from Iowa's?
3: Some badass barbecue.
2: I think it'd be a badass, Which badass barbecue. Which makes you have to shit. But I, I would definitely think shit would be involved at a party, <laughs> a 4th of July party at Scott from Iowa's house.
3: My favorite part about this is that it's like CSI Scott from <laughs> Iowa. He's talking like he's watching this dude doing it. Like he's recreating the scene, but he wasn't in there. This is just what he thinks happened. Like, he got some shit on his finger. He must have. And then he put the shit in the tube, which he has a hard time coming up with. I want to find out how the
2: shit even. First of all, how Scott discovered the shit in the tube. That's what I want to find out. All right, let's go. So, now, here's where it's sick. This is how I found out about it. Now it's sick. I went
0: in the bathroom on the main floor to take a dump on the 5th of July.
4: And,
0: uh, so I get done taking a dump, and I, you know, pick up the toilet paper off the off the table. There's a little end table, like, by the toilet, you know? It has, like, toilet trees and toilet paper and stuff like that.
2: <laughs> Thank you okay, for so that. So I pick right. the toilet
0: paper up. I feel something kind of chunky on my finger, you know? And I stick my finger in the roll, and um, sure enough, I pull it out dirty shit inside that roll. And the gross thing is, is that I stuck my finger in somebody else's shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my shit story. Um, also, real quick, I want to tell you about something I saw. You guys were asking for gross medic and firefighter stories. This was when I was just doing my clinicals, like when I was still in school to become a medic. And a guy came in that a tire machine had exploded, and it. Blew-
3: this is like the machine that they use at the tire store. What do they, they do
2: with that? They retread. They don't retread your tires. They patch it up.
3: There's a machine that does that, and there's a patch machine, and there's a, you know, inflation machine.
2: There's many tire machines, okay? Well, I thought I knew what I was talking t- about.
3: Now <laughs> that I get into it, I don't know what
2: the fuck it I about how he's like, I'm an engineer. I know all about tire machines and other kind of mechanical tire- devices. I used to
3: work in a tire factory, but now that I think of it, I don't remember it too well, okay? <laughs> I did used to work in a tire factory. Or a wheel factory. There's many tires and wheels. Same thing.
0: Blew the whole bottom of his jaw off. Jesus. And so, I mean, his jaw was completely gone. If you know where, like, the TMJ joint is, everything from there, I mean, the flesh was gone, the the lower, you know, his
3: lower teeth, all that stuff was just gone. So he kind of looked like a Simpsons character at that point. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: all upper This is all upper jaw. Kalenius the slack jawed yokel. God. I don't even know if that's called slack jawed or just no jawed, jawless.
0: And his tongue was hanging down; it made this really cool sound. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's "I don't know and it was that. like." <laughs> it was pretty rad to see. But, anyways, just wanted to call and tell you that I've talked for long enough. Have a good day.
3: Bye. All right, I don't want to be distracted by the tire explosion story because the real story is. That Scott doesn't think that this dude at his party shit in his toilet paper tube on purpose. Which is most likely what happened. Wait, right? he thought
2: it was an accident? He I didn't I didn't act? see that. I thought the guy he thought the guy had malicious intent. Like someone who's going to upper deck you. No, no, no. Has no, no, malicious no. intent. You're
3: if you reverse the tape, Scott clearly at some point says, I don't know if he got some shit on his hand accidentally and then went to grab the toilet paper. But that's clearly not what happened, dude. The, how the how? dude put poo in the tube, knowing that Scott on the fifth of July, the next day, <laughs> would go and reach for the toilet paper, and there'd be poo transference.
2: Okay, my question is: when you wipe your ass, do you put your finger in the tube and then pick up the toilet paper as if so? Your as if your fingers are kind of like a Airsofts toilet paper roll. Airsofts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a makeshift toilet paper, like tube a holder. Holder. Because I hold it by no, the tu- by the tube. I don't put. I hold it by the roll itself. I don't put my fingers in the tube.
3: If there's no holder, if it's not like mounted to the wall, I do put my fingers in the tube.
2: So you would have contacted the other person's feces. Yeah,
3: I would have been totally fell for that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put any ideas
3: into your head. But
2: would you have been like, is this chocolate? <laughs> no, it doesn't taste like chocolate.
3: You got to taste. I <laughs> want brown stuff. I don't know.
2: But yes, yeah, Scott from Iowa. One of, the peop- one of the people that you invited to your party purposely took a shit in your toilet paper tube. I just want you to know that. And it's up to you to find out who that was. And why was. does
3: he assume it's some dude? It's probably his wife. <laughs> She's had enough.
2: <laughs> does that mean divorce?
3: Is no, that like a girly sign? No, I think she got him good enough. That, that's going to last the marriage another at least
2: five years.
3: She, like <laughs> in your face, Scott. Touch my poo.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Scott from uh, Iowa. It's always good to hear from you. And you know, we were lacking shit stories. So, uh, you if feel- I was
3: Scott's wife, I wouldn't go toe to toe with him on poo pranks, though.
2: No, definitely <laughs> because, not. Uh, you know, that's a man that knows poo pranks. <laughs> so, who's the next caller here? We got one more, right? Right, one more. <sighs>
0: okay, this is What's
5: going
2: on yeah, there? Yeah, but I was about to say, what the hell is this guy doing, jacking off? No,
3: you know what it's— smells It sounds like, to me, a rail. Do you he think he's snorting hear, lines? Can you hear that, like, post-nasal drip in the back of his throat? I'm about to listen there's to that again. There's a snort noise, then there's a breath, then there's, like, a... Yeah, I guess
2: I, I did kind of hear that.
0: I'm just
2: sitting here alone, snort some lines blow. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you.
0: Popping out Kendra's titties and getting your bone on during the show last week, fucking vaginas. Both single as far as I know. Fucking Kendra obviously will fucking lick your balls. So what the fuck? Shit come on your face, both of you, at the same time. And then high five each other. (laughs) Um yeah so
2: just go back to uh, bombing each other. <laughs> you know, while, while I can't disagree with him, Kendra probably would have licked both of our balls at the same time, I can't imagine what type of show that would have made.
3: Or, I mean, could we ever go back to just doing the normal show after we had the full-on porn show, where it's just... You know, because we leave the microphones on,
2: right? We, well, what I'm wondering is, was this guy expecting us to be like... Okay, instead of doing stories today, Wackley and I are going to double team Kendra. So, uh, you know, we sit here and listen while uh, we make a pyramid, do the Wobbly H, do the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. D, can you check
3: that mic? Is it, like, close enough to my ass to hear the, the cheeks slapping together? Wackley,
2: sustain eye contact. No, do not on sustain eye contact.
3: I will leave this show right now. Break eye contact right now. Kendra, shut the fuck out.
2: Yeah, get the bukkake collar out. You know, yeah. I mean, seriously. Our penises are
3: not that small, okay? <laughs> Stop laughing.
2: Yeah, what, what was this guy <laughs> Plenty expecting? Of good what was this guy expecting? I don't know. I mean, seriously. Well, it's I guess like, he
3: wants us to keep bumming each other. I mean, did I miss that segment? Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. I think, he, he, I think this is what he said. We missed out on a golden opportunity. Well, you know what? They're, uh, you know, Johnny Punch Clock. You have no idea what happened. After the mics were turned off.
3: I think he has a pretty good
2: idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I edited the podcast. Lance went home (laughs) on the Bart and I watched Battlestar Galactica. But that's pretty much what happened. Kendra Kendra walked away from the
3: studio going, what the fuck is wrong with this And she went
2: to a bar and fucked some other, two other lucky guys. But yeah, (laughs) that's probably what really happened. But I'm just saying, there's an air of mystery that I just want to try to create. Okay, it's created. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know what, though? What I do like about that call... First guy that called in Snortin' Lines live on the air.
3: At one point we had a first times idea that people would call in and do something for the first time. That's a first time. How about somebody call in after they just did a whip it?
2: Yeah, we haven't had that yet. Not like blown a small dog, but like did a little knife or (laughs) something, just to be clear. That would be a first. Uh, thanks for calling the Sickerong Hotline. 206 666 3846 is the number. Uh, frankly, we got a number of emails here. I'm just going to do a couple uh, that were sent to sickerongpodcast at hotmail.com. We got one from Archie. Archie writes in Hey, dudes, the sex retard has its own show. Oh, my God. Otto the sex hungry downer has his own TV show. Do you guys know about this? The one whose mom wants him to get laid? It's fucking hilarious. I
3: vaguely remember that story.
2: I'm watching it right now. Look for it on BBC3 on the BBC iPlayer. Dudes, it's fucking great. Just Google it. Love the show by Archie. (laughs) So I think we talked about this a while ago. Otto was that Down syndrome kid who is a virgin. His mother wanted to get him laid. By
3: another retard, right? Not by a prostitute? No, she was any woman that was willing.
2: (laughs) And so apparently... He has a show now on the BBC Three, which regrettably we don't get out here in the U.S. But it's, uh, yeah, it's on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. It's called Otto Love Lust and Las Vegas. <laughs> and the documentary follows Otto throughout his coming-of-age years. He tackles the rites of passage most men his age are grappling with: searching for a girlfriend, getting a job, traveling, finding his place in the world. For Otto, it's a year of self-discovery, great adventure, and pretty lights. I just added that.
3: Does it end with him getting laid or what? I mean, come on.
2: Otto hits the clubs. He has a disastrous match when he joins a dating agency. <laughs> Dang, yeah. We're not
3: talking <laughs> about dating. Just go pay a crack whore to suck his dick and I'll watch it.
2: Dude, That's one hell of a blind date, though. Could you imagine being set up with a Down Syndrome kid? It's like, okay, well, what didn't you get in my profile? <laughs> like, seriously, did, did I not pass the IQ test? Uh huh. Um, he pins his hopes on a girl he met. Kid and made out with at his 21st birthday party, but despite playing the perfect date, she tells him she just doesn't want to be his girlfriend.
3: I didn't even get to make out with anybody at my 21st birthday party, so he's <laughs> ahead
2: of the curve, in my opinion. I wonder why she didn't want to be his girlfriend. Uh, unperturbed, he sets his sights further afield. Um, I guess uh, the entire world's taking interest in his sex life, they try to hook him up. With uh, in a Las Vegas strip club, you get some lap dances, dude. This is the most amazing show I've ever heard of.
3: How come we we're, we weren't invited to be on the show? I mean, we kind of broke the story.
2: We did actually, but yeah, I'm not sure. Once
3: again, we are being snubbed by the greater media community.
2: Yeah, as always. <laughs> but you know, dude, in this country, we might have a show like Life Goes On, where you put a retard in a you know a serialized sitcom mm-hmm. and have him like you know engage in these scripted scenarios. This is a reality show with a real retard on a quest to get laid, and it's a British. That thing. is why the British are so much, so much beyond us, right? Intellectually, I mean. Ever look at their since Benny Hill up till now, they been... the Mighty Boosh. We have nothing that compares.
4: <laughs>
3: well, the I, Mighty My, Boosh is kind of in the middle. It's Benny Hill, Mighty Boosh, and then the show about the retard trying to get laid. That's the timeline.
2: This show. Auto love lust in Las Vegas makes me want to move to Limeland. Makes me want to be an expatriate. Say fuck this country because we don't have. There's not a dude. What, we have Rock of Love Bus with Brett Michaels. They have a retard trying to get laid. That's amazing. Have you seen the girls on Rock of Love Bus? They're kind of retarded, also. I guess. Uh, I guess it's kind of the same show because Brett Michaels is kind of a retard as well. That's a retard trying to get laid as well. They should give Cece. They should give a show.
3: That would give this auto show a run for its money.
2: You know, I'm going to do a search. I'm going to do a thorough search on the internet. I'm going to try to find Auto Love Plus in Las Vegas. But all you English fans out there in London, are you going to beat off to it? No, I want to go watch it. It oh. sounds cool. But uh, all you English fans in Limeyland, go tune in. BBC 3, 9 p.m. on Tuesdays. Go check out a retard on a quest to get laid. Thanks, <laughs> Archie, for pointing that out. Well, we got our second uh, email here came from a uh, guy who calls himself Matt. Uh, Matt writes a in.
3: likely name. <laughs>
4: Matt. Sounds
3: like Who's such a Matt? moniker.
2: He says, dear, sick, and wrong, guys. First off, I've only just come to listen to your podcast, and I got to say, wow. Finally, someone with my sense of humor. Never heard that before. Now my story comes from my friend Sid at university. He and a group of guys went out drinking heavily at the end of, the, at the end of exams. So they're partying after they did their final exams. Sure, why not? At the end of the night, one guy from the group split up to go back to their flats. Walking along the road, uh, one of the leaders of one group spotted a recycling area for bottles, and decided it would be a great idea to put his head in the bottle disposal. Fucking idiot, right? <laughs> I
3: assume this is some type of one way door story where the head is going to be stuck.
2: You're seriously like Sherlock Holmes. I don't know how you did this. I've just that. Saying, been
3: involved in so <laughs> many of these types of shenanigans.
2: I know what happens you when know, you're drunk. I'm, I'm an idiot when I'm drunk, but I've never actually done anything like this. Uh, it gets worse. When the smell of the rotten liquid in the massive container got too bad... Barfing ensued. He began to puke, and in a (laughs) panic, he got his head stuck. His mates then decided, after pissing themselves laughing, to get help, and they left him there. Uh (laughs) In parentheses, this was a big mistake. Uh, When they returned to the scene with some help, they found their friend with their trousers around his ankles... Because he had been raped. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of person would think, ooh, what's over there? Oh, sweet jackpot. My brother. Yeah. (laughs) My brother would have been like, sweet, Free trapped (laughs) ass. Dude, seriously, that's better than a leprechaun's pot of gold to my brother. That's the end of the rainbow for gay people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I assume this game was like 18 years (laughs) old at the time.
2: Dude, this is like some twink with his just ass sticking in the air.
3: Right, but don't gays, don't they extra fetishize
2: the straight man? Yeah, and it's a college kid. It's yeah. obviously some straight kid. This is like, right, shame on your brother right for doing that. Shame second. on your brother for doing that. Dude, I guarantee my brother would have walked by and been like, don't mind. No, don't mind. Not going
3: be, be to be able to place me in a lineup or anything. His head stuck in the bottle bin.
2: I'm in the mood for a little <laughs> bit of bumming. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like how your brother
2: reverts to his South African accent
3: when he becomes extra deviant.
2: <laughs> he says, "Enjoy discussing this one. Thanks, and keep up the good work. This <laughs> it's is like hard a, work.
3: It's like a Chinese finger trap. The more you
2: pull, the more your head gets stuck. You got to push. Your head's
3: stuck? No, you got to push your head in, and then sort of lift the thing in a little bit, and then pull your head out, cause, so your giant limey ears don't get you stuck." <laughs>
2: I would like to to know about the shame that this guy felt the next day. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I was ashamed, you know, s- slipping in my own urine and bumping my head on my, my bathroom cabinet. Here's another guy that should make
3: you feel better about yourself.
2: This guy got his head stuck in a recycling bin, puked all over himself, and then got ass raped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's worse. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for sending that in. Uh, people, send an email. com. We always like to hear from you. If you haven't already, check out the Sick and Wrong forum. I don't know how many people are on there right now. Last time I checked, it was almost like 2,700 or more. I haven't been on there all week because I've been working. Oh, dude, on you've been road. missing out. Have you seen the uh, sexual preferences thread? No. You can almost jack off to it because all the sluts on the forum are like sitting there telling the ways they like to get fucked. Oh, I guess I know what I'm going to be reading tonight. (laughs) No, it's actually quite uh, titillating, if you know what I mean. And uh, by saying titillating, I was actually kind of segueing into my next comment here. So many people join the forum because we hype it on the show. And then they send me a private message that says, What the fuck, D? Where's the tits? (laughs) You know, it's like, dude, okay, we talk about titties on the forum. There are titties on the forum. Oh, most definitely. But we're not going to give them to you titty seekers, you need to seek them out. It's like a (laughs) choose-your-own-adventure. You gotta go through and
3: delve deep into the dungeon of the forum.
2: Either that, or pretend to be a friend with one of the forum chicks, and maybe she'll send you a picture of her tits.
3: Yeah, that. Or pretend to be a girl and find some pictures of tits on the internet and post them, and then everybody will guide you to the other tits.
2: But regardless, you don't deserve tits that easy. So carry on, my wayward son, and find your own titties on that goddamn forum. (laughs) You can link to the forum right at sickroundpodcast dot com. Watch out for the cocks because there is some cocks that are, will put anybody to shame.
3: And yeah, make that, you feel that will, that will bad ruin your, your night. Own
2: penis size, <laughs> dude. Don't tell cocks. We're not going to get more people on the forum if you hear about cocks.
3: What about get? What about gay dudes?
2: All right. Okay. I guess we'll get more gay. <laughs> I don't guys on discriminate. The forum. <laughs> also, I'd like to give a big up to all those people subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us all those comments. We're doing actually quite well. Show is ranked rather highly. So get sick and wrong in the top ten, and uh, yeah, it's true. Most people do find out us find out about us through iTunes. So you're really helping out the show. Finally, if you haven't already, what the fuck, dude? You need to get a sick and wrong T-shirt. It's like if you're not wearing sick and wrong fashion in your town, what are you wearing? <laughs> like seriously, it's like are you stuck wearing acid wash jeans and like a uh, you know
3: a sick and wrong T-shirt? That's a good look. <laughs> Actually, that is
2: a good look. That will get you laid. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, be a part of the Swarm, the Sick and Wrong Army. Get a Sick and Wrong t shirt. We got a bunch left. Uh, you can order it right at the store on the Sick and Wrong main page. Finally, here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week sent into a guy who I ran into at jury duty. Uh, by the way, Wackley, well, I got out of jury duty.
3: Nice job. Did you don't wear your want to, sick and wrong t shirt and your ashes washed jeans? That's
2: I did not wear although I think my sick and wrong t shirt would have gotten me out of jury duty. You know, basically that's easy way out. the way I got out of jury duty is the trial was a drug trial, it was about some guy who has busted selling twenty sacks of blow, mm-hmm. like in the mission. Right. And so I went in there and I Public was Public servant. I was one of the first jurors picked and uh, they asked me like, So, do you think all drugs should be legalized? I was like, Yeah, and like <laughs> and the prosecutor attorney was like and why do you feel that way? I was like, well, for one, I wouldn't have to be here right now. <laughs> and then the, the whole courtroom started laughing. And then, yeah. Did you get a standing ovation? <laughs> no, a bunch of people started laughing. But... I'll be here all week, or hopefully not. <laughs> but as soon as they allowed the lawyers to excuse the jurors, <laughs> I was the first one. They're like, juror 11, you're out of here. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> they don't <laughs> need all any you wise asses in there. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't need our, us wise acres. <laughs> Uh, but so I ran into a buddy of mine though <clears throat> that was actually at, in the jury pool. His name is Jerry Business. He's from from a band called the Midnight Bombers, great local San Francisco punk band. Cool. I wonder if he actually got selected for the jury. He writes in, "D, great seeing you in court the other day. Checked out your site. The shit is sick. I love it. I attached a demo of our song Bedbugs. Let me know <laughs> if you need a different format."
3: That's right up your alley.
2: Yeah, I know it's great. It's it's funny that that's Do the song. Do you still have any Bedbugs up your alley? You know, I don't have any bed bugs <laughs> in my alley, but I do have a history. And by of, alley, uh, I mean bugs. asshole. <laughs> Just to point that out. Nah, dude, my toothbrush got them all out. Good job. But uh, yeah, so uh, here's a song called Bed Bugs that uh, is by the Midnight Bombers. Um, he says, uh, here's my MySpace page. So people check it out. They're a great local San Francisco punk band. MySpace.com slash Midnight Bombers. All right, man. Talk to you soon, Jerry. So we're going to end the show this week with Bedbugs Attack by the Midnight Bombers. People, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode 186. Until then, take it sleazy. Get it. I'm